Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. church today, we're an hour, I think, we start an hour later, don't we, we have a thing, so it's 12 o'clock service, so right now is the, is the classes, and uh, at the 12 o'clock service, our son is going to be preaching for the first time, and so we could have stayed for that, but I think he'll do better without us there, yeah. I, I really do, and, and, and but we're, we're proud of that, he, he, he teaches a lot, and he's taken more and more on. But it's just awesome to see everything progress like that. Ah, we're parents. We're proud, all right? So, uh, but, but uh, a little nervous, but I know he's going to do great. And I'm just excited about today on many fronts. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes... And put his hands upon him. He asked if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again on his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. First, though, he saw every man as trees walking. And I want to speak from this subject. Where men look like trees. Where men look like trees. Let's ask the Lord to bless this. Lord, in your name, we ask your presence, God. And your your healing that's going to be needed in this service, God. Lord, I believe you're going to do great things. Not just to one, not just to a few. But I believe, God, you've got a plan today. And I ask you, oh God, to have your way with your word today, God. And with your power. Lord, in Jesus' name, anoint our minds and our ears, God, that you can have your complete will be done in this service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Several years ago in Fort Lauderdale, we were there for nine years with my wife's father, uh, seven of those nine, helping him uh, start the church there. And... um, I worked at UPS, and, and I had uh, jury duty, which was in itself a great relief because I had a boss that wouldn't give me days off, told her you're not getting off at all, and she didn't like me. And, and uh, so I got jury duty, and so at jury duty, I went and asked them, could I have extra, you know, can I come tomorrow? And they sure, and I said, can I come? I did. They asked for volunteers, and it lasted three days, 
I was there till noon one day and like nine or ten the next two days. And it was a three-day vacation. They paid me. My company paid me to go to jury duty. I got eight hours a day. It was great. And, uh, and you know, give God the glory for the vacation that I really needed at that time. Amen. That's not my sermon. But while I was there on my vacation, I went up to the little food stand, the snack bar where they have coffee and, and giant, gigantic uh, muffins. And I had one of those giant muffins in my hand. And I was in line, and, and I'm standing in the line there as, as people are going through. And I'm looking at a, a banner on the wall there. It says, uh, uh, food services provided by a Department of the Blind. And I read the sign, and um, I get up there, and, and uh, the, the cashier is just staring at me, staring just sort of, you know, not anything in particular, and I'm just waiting, and, 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 and there's just silence, and I didn't know if she needed a moment, and she reaches down and opens up her watch face, and in my mind, I thought, well, that's a unique watch, opens the watch, the, the crystal of it, the bezel, and she, she gets her hands and feels the hands and, and closes it, and I'm watching her do that, and I'm waiting on her and it's not clicking. This is provided by department services. She's a watch that is obviously not normal. It's, it's for blind people to feel the hands. That's a, that is another clue. And the guy next to me says, she's waiting on you to tell her what you have. And I felt, I felt terrible. How did I not get that? What was wrong with me? It's not her. She can't see. I'm the blind one. And I said, ma'am, I've got a, a, a blueberry muffin and a cup of coffee, medium. And, oh, I felt so embarrassed. The banner, yeah. the woman, the watch. Yeah. And yet, I was more blind than she was. Yeah. It, was it was the craziest thing, most embarrassing thing. But I'll tell you, in my story here, in this, in this text that we're reading, this blind man, he needed to be led and when you saw him being led, unless you're like me, any normal person would realize he's blind because they're leading him. I would probably think he was just following close by for some other reason. But a normal person would say, we understand he's blind. If you're in that area, you know he's that blind boy that was born like that. And uh, that's just how it is. But, but the thing is, when Jesus, when they led him to Jesus... That the issue that brought him there. It, it probably it wasn't he, he wanted to hear his stories. I imagine this man heard that he opens blind eyes, and that's why he was led there. That issue is what brought him there. And it, it would have been worse to be blind and not to be led to Jesus. That there that's and it, that still happens. But he was blind, but he was led to Jesus. And and uh, Jesus led his disciples. He led them by, by speaking to them. His word is truly our best guide. Uh, and, and, but when Jesus came to this blind man, he being the way, the truth, and the life, he, he led him by the hand. But, uh, you know, he'll lead you any way he can. By the hand, by the word, by his spirit guiding you. He just wants to lead you. In, and I know blindness happens to us all sometimes. It, we, we all are, are partially blind in areas in certain circumstances. Blindness can happen to anyone. And, uh, but this is a, a unique miracle, and you probably know that, in that it was, uh, it was kind of done in parts. It wasn't all at once. 
So many miracles. Immediately, the, the, the lame man began to walk. Immediately, the, ladies, uh, uh, the lady that had the issue, immediately it stopped. And she knew right then. She didn't have to wait. She knew. Immediately, the other blind eyes were open of many. The Bible doesn't tell us of all the miracles. But they, they, they caught the fish. He walked on the water. He calmed the sea. He rebuked the demoniac. Immediately, there was a complete healing in all of these situations, in all of these instances. But this man was different. He said, how do you see? And he said, I see men like trees walking. And, uh, you know, he feels him put the spit on his eyes and, you know, leads him out away from people so he probably could see the trees. So he could understand the difference, you know. And Jesus knew what he was doing. He didn't have a little dial to dial it up or down. He knew exactly what he was doing. And so while all the other miracles are absolute, this man could see, but he just couldn't see very clearly. And so my, my, my question is today, if, if men are looking like trees, then what is everything else going to look like? If a man looks like a tree, what does a tree look like? A shrub. No detail. You can't live a productive life if everything looks like something else. And yet he has been touched by the master, by the creator of heaven and earth. And after that touch, he said, I see men as trees walking. That, that's not a good way to live. I, I will tell you, not every victory in your life comes complete at first. Not every victory we get is going to be once and done. There are many times that God will do a work and we leave before He's through or we check out before the process has completed because it's not always going to be instantaneous. I believe what the Lord was showing us in this healing miracle here is there are times you've got to go back and say, Lord, I want you to complete the work that you started in me, Lord. I'm in a process right now and I know you're not done and I'm not not done, but I need you again, Lord, to touch me one more time. Not every victory in your life comes complete at first. God often gives you a portion of your need because you're not able maybe to comprehend or, or to understand or to grasp or appreciate the whole package at once. He knows what he's doing. And I'll tell you the most confusing part about this is when he touches this person and they're completely healed. He touches the next one and they're looking at people like trees. And you're hearing them say, this is awesome, I've got 20-20 vision. And you keep rubbing your eyes and trying to get adjusted. It's only thing is, is we just got to understand there's a process to it. You know, I know I'm not being critical when I say this next thing. It's something I probably have said. But often somebody will be leading a service and say, the Lord is trying to do something here tonight. He's trying. You know, we get an image in our hand of a frustrated hand-wringing God. If only. He spoke the world into existence, but He's trying to move in a service. He's trying to, to get us to, to, to say amen a little louder or trying to get us to get out in the aisles. Oh, don't frustrate God. I know we can frustrate His purpose. I know that. And I can tell you, I have got up and preached the wrong sermon. We've probably all done that. I said amen at the wrong time. My mind's been on the wrong thing. 
I've sat right on, I sat over here at our church, right on that front row. And I've sat there, and the preacher will be preaching, you know, maybe evangelist that we've brought in, and it's a great day, and he's preaching, and I said amen, and I'm thinking, well, I hope they didn't realize that my mind was about 106 miles out of town. I've been guilty of that. So we can contribute to the trees and that whole factor. We can contribute to that. But... I, I believe, and I was just thinking about this a while ago, is the power of God was moving in this place tremendously. And we should never say, oh, you know, we can say what we want to say, but, you know, to say God was here, you know, <laughs> he just breathed a little bit. He moved a little bit. We know God is here. But my God was moving. And, I, and, and, and while all of that was, was going on, and I was thinking, you know, this is a great service. We'll leave just because of what, how God moved in the singing, we'll leave saying, that was a great service. But I think sometimes, and maybe as pastors, I, maybe I'm just speaking of, of what I'll do, is I will leave saying, oh, if only God could have had his way. And really, he probably had his way. Because he's pretty good at what he does. And I know we don't always respond correctly, but he moves in relation to how he knows we're going to respond. So he knows how to move. Amen. It's not always his will that the whole answer comes immediately and you walk out with 100% of everything you're ever going to need. He knows you need to come back next week and ask him again. And you're going to come back the next week and you're going to ask him again. And on that third week, you may be over this, but now be knee-deep in something else, and you're going to need him again. Lord, don't ever let me stop needing you. i got to come back for another touch again and again and again. That is the will of God for all of us. That is the will of God. Simon, Simon Peter said that we are to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, grace is his favor. We're to grow in that. I've seen off-balance people who, who grow in a lot of favor from God, but they fail to get knowledge. They're just off-balance. They grow in his favor. The, the Lord's blessing them, pulling them, because they've, well, they know what switch to flip. This is one of the most confusing things in the apostolic movement to us, is to see somebody that you know isn't right, and I'm not thinking of anybody here. I just know this happens. You know they're not right, but they know how to flip the switch. He said, if you ask anything in my name without doubting, have faith to believe without doubting. It, so it's faith that moves God. That's why sometimes a simple-minded person has no other thought, but hey, God's going to do this for me. And God blesses them. And I'm back here with my scientific factoring going on in my brain. Like if only we could get this and move this. And someone else just has plain old childlike faith. And God responds to the faith. And I'm going, what happened? I was over here. I was in line first. I have tendencies that God realizes. Can't even see a woman's watch flip open and she touches the hands. And that I don't get it. I'm dull sometimes. And God has to compensate for that. But that would be a whole other story. I don't want to go there. I'm seeing my therapist and he's helping me. (laughs) Amen. 
we're praying and fasting, you know, so it's, 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 we're getting through all these things. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He that began is going to complete it. He started. Don't think, I'm all set. Or this is all I'm going to get. This is where I'm finished at. No, no. He's got some more things. It says in verse 25, after that, you know, he touched him. He wiped the saliva on his eyes. And he said, how does it look? But it said, I see men as trees. He said, after that, he touched him again. He just touched him again. While this man may not have understood the reason for this installment plan miracle, Jesus demonstrated a great lesson for every one of us to know today. The hand that touched us once needs access to touch us again. He needs to come back and touch me again. There's nothing wrong, even after a great blessing, just going right back to the well and saying, Lord, could you just touch me again? And I don't even know really why, but I just want to be touched by a Savior again. I want the Master's hand to touch me. Could you just touch me again, Lord? You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to have a problem. Sometimes it's better to have a little bit of preemptive uh, uh, strike and say, God, go ahead and touch me before the problem arrives. Just go ahead and let me build up a little bit of room here. Hebrews 12 Verse 1 and 2, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. And you know, we know what it is that bothers us. We know what trips us up. But he says, let us run with patience that race. Run with patience the race. Some of us, have to be more patient at some point than others because it's your time because you're seeing men that look like trees and you need to get things in perspective again. Oh, looking unto Jesus, that's the answer right there. If I, if I can just keep that up. Looking unto Jesus, He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our Faith, think about this, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He knew what his purpose was, but he treats us like he knows the end, because he does. And and whenever he gives you a touch, whenever he gives you some deliverance, he already knows how much you need and what you're going to face tomorrow with what you've got so far. So don't worry about tomorrow. You've got a God has the ability and the knowledge to touch you one more time. And he knows that he's going to touch you with power. And he knows how you're going to respond. Don't get frustrated thinking, Lord, what's wrong with me? Just look at him and say, God, I know what's right with you. And I want to be there. That's the person I want to be. That's the place I need to be with God. You know, the writer in Hebrews here was, was talking to the church. He was speaking to those who had been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And it was to those, he said, you need to lay aside that weight and the sin that slows you down. That's the ones he was talking to, the church. 
Because already, already, and I'll tell you, we got good churches. Just read about some of the stuff they dealt with in those churches. Read First and Second Corinthians. Oh my. We got a pristine church actually. <laughs> but see, they went through every kind of evil and problem so that they would have to let God inspire them to write the instruction manual. And now we've got the benefit of the instruction manual to keep us from sometimes, hopefully, having all those issues. So thank the Lord for this awesome church that we are a part of today. Thank God. Thank God. But he said, you need to lay down the things that are slowing you down. You know, God told, told Moses in Exodus 23 and 30, he says, little by little I will drive them out. Little by little I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit their land. He said, Moses, I'm not going to go over there and just annihilate the enemy. If I do that, the land's going to be overgrown. Wild animals will come in. There'll be lions roaming, roaming around, killing people. No, no, no. No, you're, you're going to, as you can, Little by little, I will give you the land. See, the important thing here, and I guess the purpose and the point of my message is we, we, we need to sometimes stop. And I, you know, I know that's what preaching does. It causes us to stop and, and, and reflect. But we need to stop and realize I need to do this incrementally. I'm not backslid. God may not give me the whole package at one time, but little by little, little by little. Something else to remember. We don't telegraph. Well, some people do. There is Facebook. But we don't all telegraph our problems and inconsistencies. No, we, there's no need to do that. We're not being hypocrites. You know, I've seen... You know, you go to Disney World and, and, and people t- put too much information even on the shirts they wear. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even side the park. My wife and I was on the monorail and we was reading t-shirts and just going, uh, we didn't need to know that. Yeah. Own their shirts, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but the Lord allows us to be a part of the family and at some point we may... Be the dysfunctional part. The uncle, they don't invite over for Christmas dinner. We may be that for a while. We may go through a rough patch. But we don't got to telegraph it and, and, and carry a sign around. Here's my sign. Hadn't prayed in two weeks. Not planning on praying next week. I'm mad at God and the pastor. I don't know why. I'll think of something. And God in His mercy will work with us to try to get us on the right track. Little by little. And and, and so my point there was, somebody can look like a superhero apostolic. And just everything looks like it's in order. And it may cause us to lose heart a little bit. See here, I'm struggling to say amen and they're just like, Turbo boosters are on. But I've got my God and he's working on me. You've got 
God, he's working on you. And you've got God and he's working on you. We're all a part of the body of Christ. Little by little. But God showed me I was struggling, of course. And he allowed me to understand this. Very valuable Old Testament example of our spiritual life today. That if you don't advance on your enemy. And if you don't make progress in your daily relationship with God. Your enemy will slowly push you back until you admit defeat. What the Lord is about is we've got to do that little. Because he's in that. He goes little by little. Now I'm not advocating let's just sit back and do as little as we can. You don't know that. But it caused me to understand some things. Growing up as a young minister, that's an awkward place to be as a young man because everybody else seems to be better than you, more experienced than you, more popular than you, more connections than you, more, you name it. It was just, I remember in South Florida and I was, uh, you know, the youth director of our church by default because I was the only young man in the church, you know, that could and would. And, and so I was, that was, I was the, the, the youth director. And, and when I would get the, the mailers, the man that would send them to me would send one to my father-in-law and he'd say, you know, Brother Seal. To me, it would, would just be Kelly McGuire. <laughs> I would just look at that. And I'd ask my wife, I said, do, you, do you wonder why, why would he not put just at least brother on there? You don't have to put anything else, but just brother would be good. I dwell on that for a while. Why? Because I was immature. I, 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 it was, I had very little that God had done at that point. And I needed little by little. I needed God to continue to do some more. And so when he's only done a little, little things become big. They do. And things that God does to develop us, much of what he does, the major things happen over the long haul. It really does. It happens when you're sleeping. It happens when you're at the daily grind, when you're just doing what you've got to do. And you look up one day and look where I've come from and you realize I overcame something. I overcame something. God is able to get glory out of your life whenever that happens. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Really, I wish I could go back to myself. We can't do it. I'd tell myself, just be patient and don't worry about anything. Because it's all going to be all right. It is all going to be all right. Just keep serving God. Have a prayer life. Amen. And, and be a good husband and be a good pastor. It's all going to be all right. Next week I'll be crying about something. But right now I'm telling you, it's all going to be all right. Hey, if it don't break us down, it, 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 we, we can't be built up. Amen. They say every time you lift weights, when you get up and you, and you, you press and uh, do a bench press or whatever it is, the muscle tissue tears down and has to build back up, but it builds up bigger. So they say. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I had a Planet Fitness uh, membership, and I went about 10 times. I did over the course of a year, and uh, nobody could tell a difference. Nobody complimented me. So I let it go. But, and I'm coming close to a close here. Don't, don't, don't settle for a world where, where men look like trees. Don't, just don't settle for that. 
Because, it, it, you know, sometimes we're just battle-worn. And, and we'll respond like somebody that's, that's battle-worn. And so that, that happens to everybody. But that first touch, that first touch is just one battle that we've won. And you need to celebrate the victories. You need to celebrate. When you, can, when you overcome, it, it doesn't matter if it's big or very minute. You need to celebrate your wins and celebrate the victories and say, devil, okay, just get behind me because my God has done something for me and I want to thank him for it. Amen. I might have prayed three days in a row. I might have prayed a, a two months without stopping. You know, every day I was in the prayer closet. If you have, you need to say thank you, God, that you allowed me to pray every day. Whatever kind of string together you got, you need to praise God for for it, amen, because God is going to build you up that way, amen, little by little, you've been touched, but you got to be touched again and again and again, but if you settle for a life, and that's the problem that sometimes just human nature, we settle for this life where men look like trees, what does everything else look like if men look like trees? Lord, help us. That blind man's touch, that was his personal touch. No one else needed to go wash their eyes. It was him. He needed his eyes healed and needed a second touch for God to finish the work that he started on him. We need to get another touch and then another one until we are addicted to that daily touch of God in our life. But grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow one touch at a time. Second Corinthians 3.18, my last scripture. Paul writes, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. I won, I won, I lost, but I got back up, and I won, and I lost, but I got from glory to glory to glory. Don't glorify the devil. Don't glorify the devil. No, no. Because if men look like trees, then mercy might look like just favor. Judgment might seem unjust. Blessings may seem like good luck. Your, your, your thoughts will seem like God is speaking to you. When men look like trees, we misjudge some other things. We misjudge some other things. Men look like trees. They're going to miss the fine details of this glorious kingdom and misapply a treatment that doesn't belong there. Misunderstand something that's said and then react. See, when men look like trees, we can get off track so easy. When all we need is to come back and say, Lord, I just need you to touch me again. Lord, remember, remember when you touched right here and you just, you just raked your hand across. I want you to just do that again. That's all I know to tell you, God, because something about when you touch, something happens when he touches. Lord, just touch me again. Just touch me again. <laughs> God has already moved in this place, so you know He's here. He's here. And we need to just let us stand. Can we do that?
the Lord may be bringing something to your memory, something from your distant past. And you might be thinking, I remember I didn't realize what was really going on. And now looking back, I see, I see what it was all about. God, I ask you today to give us kingdom eyes. Lord, give us kingdom ears. And give us, Lord, the ability to stand still while you touch us again today. Lord, you moved earlier. Thank you for that touch. Thank you for that touch, Lord. But I'm asking you to touch us again. I need another touch, Lord. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I've turned three quarters and I need to just turn another quarter and I, that, then I'm all the way around. I need that, Lord. I, I might need just to turn around. Oh, God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, let your hand come back the same way it did. And forgive me, Lord, for misunderstanding. Forgive me, God, for applying the words that I shouldn't have said. The reasoning that was twisted, Lord, forgive me for that. I shouldn't have. But I'm asking you back, Lord. I'm going right back to the same place. We're walking a little ways out of town like we were before. And I want you to put your hand on me, God, and touch me the way you did. I don't want to see... I don't want to see men that look like trees. I want trees to look like trees. And I want to see a man and understand who he is. I want to see the fine detail of what you've meant around me, God. I want to be able to interpret what you're doing and what you're saying. Oh, Lord, help us that we can clear our hearts of misunderstandings, God. and We can shove away those ideas. It began to form. Before long, that idea began to be an argument. In the argument, I took it and put it in the wrong place. And it almost convinced me. It almost convinced me my feet had well nigh slipped. But oh, I pray, Father, today. You know, the most important place that God needs to touch us is our eyes. Because we got to see it clear. I want to see the way clear. Holy God, Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know particularly. We may know in general, but God, you know specifics today. And I'm asking specifically, Lord, that you would touch. Lord, that you would touch specifically. Oh, God, let me not be too proud. To admit that I turned the wrong way. Help me, Lord, not to be too proud to think that my way was the highway. Oh, God, help me today to wait on your touch. In Jesus' name, Holy Father. Sweet presence of the Lord. Oh, church, He is moving right now. He is doing some work. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. 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 God, healing. Lord, bring healing. Lord, bring healing today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. God bless this church. Your favor is on this congregation. Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Lord, have your way in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.